What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Fit, Healthy, and Most of All Happy podcast. I'm your coach and host, Josh, here with his co host and co coach, KG, and I'm fired up. So, this is a very special episode because, as we announced about last month in the new year, we're taking our podcast to video. So, if you're listening to us on Spotify or iTunes, this is also now available on YouTube, which is really exciting because we can give more visuals. You can see us actually talking, our expressions, and we really want to level up our podcast into 20. 2023. We invested in over $500 of all new equipment. So we hope the audio sounds nice and crispy. And we're really excited to take it away with today's Motivation Monday. Yeah, honestly, we just want to say thank you so much for supporting. And we're really excited that it is finally here. It was definitely, honestly, a little bit nerve wracking. Uh, and uh, yeah, just it's one of those things that like you just kind of have to just step out of your comfort zone and just do it. I know a lot of people just get uncomfortable with these types of things, such as, you know, stepping foot into the gym or just like making some sort of small change. But at the end of the day, if you have that little bit of a feeling where it's like, ah, we got to do this, you know, last night, it was Friday night, we're setting up until about 10pm, just to make sure that this gets out and is super high quality. So we're so happy to be here. And uh, yeah, let's uh, jump right into the quotes. Yeah. And the quotes are really applicable because as Kyle said, it was a challenge getting this going. We actually recorded most of this episode and we noticed that the quality wasn't as good. We need new equipment. We needed tools. And it really just made me think of my quote. And that's what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. It's a simple quote. You think of the stronger song by Kanye West, but it's a good like motivate like not motivation it's a good quote to live by because even for myself uh yesterday i woke up sick in the middle of the night and i'm like how am i going to fill the podcast if i'm sick and i might be a little bit nasally but that's okay i'm getting it done the headache of setting up this equipment was a challenge getting to video is uncomfortable me and kyle didn't like it we have a routine we've done almost 500 episodes in a routine it's uncomfortable getting to video but now we can make better snippets for Instagram. You're able to be seen in more places. There's more visuals and growth is uncomfortable. And even yesterday we were down here in Florida. We went out uh, like on this gator seeing tour in the Everglades and it started pouring rain and immediately your mind goes, I don't want to be wet. I don't want to be in the rain. Like that's uncomfortable. But at the other side of that uncomfortable experience was a fantastic experience. I'm so thankful I did it. Being on one of those crazy wind boats, uh, you know, all through the Everglades, it was just such an incredible feeling. And it's just so easy to get scared of that little thing. But this comfort isn't a bad thing. Even recently, we were watching a YouTube video and they had church just saying, seek discomfort. And me and Kyle love that because at the other side of being uncomfortable, the other side of pain is often growth. Going in the gym, working hard, working your muscles. That's how you get to growth. Investing in yourself, getting up a little bit earlier when you don't want to, that's growth. So that's why that's my quote. And it's amazing how I've just continued to see it in my week. Yeah. And I think a lot of people think that, you know, even just filming wise, video wise, that we've been naturals and everything like that. But I remember the days back when we were doing podcasts and Josh was just like, we got to do this. Like, let's keep going. And I was just like, no, I, I don't love it. And even just when it comes to YouTube videos, a lot of people would never see all the outtakes and all the mistakes and all the things like that. But at the end of the day, when you know that something's good for you and when you know that something's like working, it doesn't matter how many times it takes. It doesn't matter how many times you fail. Nobody's seen like the millions of times that I've had to redo a YouTube clip and I've just been like in my head and just struggling and even like sitting here getting ready. I was like, this is the first time I'm, I've been nervous in a while to do this. But at the end of the day, true growth comes from stepping out of your comfort zone. And we just wanted to show you some realistic approaches and uh, let you guys know that there. So my quote is, remember the past, but do not live in it. And I think this is just honestly such an applicable quote to life. I think a lot of people, it is so amazing to look back on all your accomplishments. David Goggins calls it the cookie jar, the accountability 
accountability jar, all that other stuff where you look back, okay, I've done this, I've done this. And I think that's incredible and it's always amazing to keep it on the top of your head. But at the end of the day, if you're just constantly thinking of it and living in the past, just there, there is no past. Like focus on the future, focus on also even more importantly, the now. Like what is happening right now? What can I do now? What can I do today to make it the most, to get to the next level, to challenge myself, to push myself? I just think like the lowest form of conversation, I've heard this in the past is remember when, remember when I did this, remember when I did that. My goal is to never be that type of person. Of course, there will be some things that as you age, as you get older, you will have to be able to look back on and you just can't do it right now. But at the end of the day, remembering it, but being able to focus on what's taking place now is one of the most important things. Do not live in the past. And that's just my quote for this coming week. That was an awesome quote. Even spending more effort and intention and being in the now, I'm listening to a book by Ryan Holiday and it's called The Obstacle is the Way. And he speaks how Alabama's football coach, his entire mantra is about the process. It's about doing what you need to do in the moment, not worrying about the next game, nothing like that. If you're running a drill, how can you do this drill the best you can to see progress, to advance. And we can apply that to our journey. It's so easy to say, oh, I have to diet for eight weeks. It's going to be so hard and I have to do this many workouts. And But instead you say, okay, what do I need to do today? I'm going to get my protein in. I'm going to hit my calories. I'm going to get out, bank a great workout in the gym. I'm going to get some steps in. I'm going to eat good food. That's a good day. Check mark. That's me winning that day. Instead of being so overwhelmed by everything to come, the more you can be in the now and not thinking about the times in the past you failed, the times you said you're going to get something done and you haven't. Instead say, what do I need to do in this moment to change, to be better, to be in the stronger position? So I love that quote there, Kyle. Now we're going to jump into our thoughts and recommendations of the week. What do you got, Kyle? Yeah. So basically I've been thinking of a million different things. It's been incredible just going for some amazing walks and just beautiful sunshine and stuff like that. So there's been lots of reflection going on. And that just made me think of like simply being able to look at yourself in the mirror and be completely honest with yourself. And yeah, it's, it's funny to redoing this because we had filmed literally 20 plus minutes the other day and I'm like, I had a really good talk and we're doing it again here. But that, at the end of the day, that's, that's how we do it. Our goal is to always be the best possible version of ourselves. And that's just another reminder here. But what really changed my life years ago was honestly having a self-reflection task list or self-reflection, what's holding me back list. And Josh will remember this, like, I don't know, maybe seven years ago, there was a number of things that were just holding me back in terms of just helping me progress in the gym in terms of helping me progress in life, progress in life and everything like that. And I just, I'll never forget. I had a notepad of about seven different things that were really, really holding me back, you know, living at home, not having a vehicle. We were taking the subway. We would take it like four hours, uh, you know, transit each day to have to film videos and to meet up and do all this stuff. It was just absolutely insane. So even I used to live in such a messy space, it would mess me up to start the day. And the reason I'm sharing this with you guys, full transparency, because I feel like there's so many things that we can reflect back on and be like, okay, if I were to make this one small change, how would my life improve? If I were to change this one relationship or start to wake up this much earlier, or maybe just step out of my comfort zone in this way or that way, what what would your life look like? And I feel like once I started to have that list, like I took one year, I said, okay, I'm going to buy a vehicle. It was a $1,500 vehicle, but that helped us so much. We were able to start to travel more and build the YouTube channel and do some collabs. And each day was just so much easier. So long story short is if you were to just do a few small things this year and make a few small changes in terms of just like growth oriented things that are, are just holding you back, 
what would those things be? And that's going to be my small little challenge for you for this this week or next week or however long it takes. Yeah, we've mentioned the accountability before, uh, accountability mirror before, being able to look at yourself in the mirror and say, where do I need to improve? You know, we're so quick and it's so easy to judge others and point out their faults and say, if only this person did this. But if we look at ourselves critically, but positively as well, we don't want to be saying, oh, I'm such a piece of garbage. I'm never going to be able to do this. I'm late. Instead, say, hey, maybe I'm being a little bit of a lazy person, but that's not me. I'm someone who's active, who's fit. And you can use positive affirmations to really motivate you. Like if you wake up in the morning, you say, I hate getting out of bed. I want to hit snooze. This is the worst. This is the worst. This is the worst. You're not going to want to do it immediately. You probably already feel bad about that. Whereas when I wake out of bed, if I go, I love waking up early, this is going to be an amazing day. Even if I don't believe it, if I can say it out loud or say it to myself in my head, I feel way more motivated by that. And instead of saying, I'm an out of shape person, say, I'm an in shape person. Even if you're very out of shape now, say, I'm an in shape person. I'm fit. Lean into that. And before you know it, you'll start to become that. And that's where it's so important. As Kyle said, if you can self-analyze, say, what's holding me back? Am I ordering food out too much? Am I not actually committing to one time to go to the gym? Are my times all over the place? When you can make that small change, that can change everything for your journey and just put you in an incredible place to see a lot of success. Yeah. And really my ultimate goal here, Josh and I have been challenging each other is like, how can we become the best version of ourselves no matter what, whether it's sleep wise, whether it's workout wise, cardio wise, like really just taking a look at everything. And as I was sitting on the hammock the other day, I got some good self-reflection down. I sat on there for about 15 to 20 minutes and it was incredible. I did a little bit of mindfulness. I did a little bit of breathing. Um, I journaled. Josh got me a really cool uh, Christmas gift, which is like a fun little journal that gives you some prompts. So I got my, my brain thinking and getting off of that, I felt incredible. I was like, I'm so refreshed and it felt so amazing. Whereas I think a lot of times like people, you know, I, I like social media, I use social media, but if you were to sit on TikTok for let's say 20 minutes, you would just feel like you may feel good for a few minutes because you've given yourself a little bit of dopamine, but like, how do you actually feel? And I think it's so important where like someone can have 20 minutes, have the exact same you know, feel so incredible and do so many amazing things. Well, I felt at least incredible. And then the other would maybe watch the news or do other things that bring you down. Like that's just the only thing that I had on the top of my head is just like really making sure that you optimize and just do things that really make you feel good for the long run. And I've been really trying to focus on that and it's been incredible. So I just want to share that other little fun fact and thought with you this week. Yeah, it's a fantastic tip. Even I get these daily emails and the author was saying that social media, no one feels good leaving it, exiting that app because it leaves you feeling like you're insignificant, like you're not out there doing the things the rest of the world's doing or that you're not the best version of yourself. It makes you can feel out of shape, demotivated, poor, all these different things because you're just seeing everyone's highlights, everyone's wins. And a lot of these highlights are kind of overtold. They're oversold rather. They're just, you know, mirages of a true life. And it's not that that necessarily has to be a bad thing, but you do need to analyze, are your habits helping you or hurting you? And right away, I mean, I'm speaking to the right audience. You're listening to this podcast, you're watching this podcast, whatever it is, this is going to leave you feeling motivated and full. And it's really important we have self-reflection. We say, does this activity actually make me feel better or worse when I do it? And if you're scrolling TikTok and for an hour you feel horrible afterwards, maybe it's time to replace that. Go on a walk, listen to a podcast, uh, go to the gym, spend time with friends, read a book, any of these different things. And everything is fine in moderation. It's just too much of something that is 
tough and hard on you. But if you're someone who really struggles with that or feeling insignificant or uh, feeling like inferior, it doesn't hurt to take a little bit of break from that and analyze this position in your life. So I think that's awesome that Kyle brought that up. Now for Motivation Monday, we like to showcase a client who has absolutely been crushing it. And this week's shout out is Carissa. And this is Chris's client. And she has done just absolutely phenomenal in the program. Really fun story. I actually went to high school with Carissa. She's just such an awesome, warm, happy person. And I was just delighted to see her sign up. And I'm even more happy to see her succeeding. She's over 45 pounds down, absolutely crushing it. And what I love about her transformation, uh, we're actually going to link that in the show notes. You can see that on her Instagram is the transformation in her face and just her smile. Her smile looks five times bigger. She had a big smile to begin with, but it looks even bigger and happier. And you can just see the change taking place there. Over 45 pounds of fat taken off, new muscle, new strength. So into her tips, her first tip, and this is my favorite one that was shared. We got four tips shared here. We're only going to share two of them. You can check out the post for yourself and see more detail. But the first tip is being consistent. Staying consistent with eating and being active. If you fall off the wagon one day, brush it off, get back on there and fight for the next. And I love the way this is said because that's what it's all about. A lot of people, it's just so easy to default to that all or nothing attitude. Either you're fully locked in, you're perfect, or that's it. You throw it all to the wayside. That is a perfect recipe to not have success in fitness. If you want to be successful in fitness, you just got to do those small things, do them over and over, do those boring things, and you'll mess up here and there. There'll be mistakes. That's okay. You pick yourself up, you pull up your socks, you get back after it, and then before you know it, that's how you create an amazing transformation. Nothing super sexy about it. That is the secret. Doing those small things right over and over, and I love her fourth tip as well, which is to hire a coach. So she had mentioned that she had tried for years to lose weight, was such an active person from playing sports and rugby but couldn't lose it and I find this a common thing if you're an athlete it's easy to be in a position where you're kind of healthy things are going well but it can be hard to focus on composition because you're so embedded in train 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 fuel 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 it's this different cycle and learning composition is a whole new skill and what's tough for athletes in particular is when you get out of that train 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 cycle before you know it you're like wait a second I'm eating all this food I have my habits but I'm not working out I don't know how to work out my coach always told me what to do and that's where having a coach on your team can be so powerful because together we can work together to help you get the best results possible to look at your situation and say how can we do this in a healthy and sustainable way so if you want to learn more and learn how you can start your transformation go ahead and dm us glute gains we're doing a special test group if you're someone who wants to lose 10 to 15 pounds of fat and replace that with 5 to 10 pounds of new muscle build your glutes shrink your waist this is for you if that's what you're looking for right now building glutes, building legs, building power, tighten that waist, and, and achieving your dream transformation, this is your chance. Go ahead and DM us glute gains on Instagram to at ClossusFit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T. That'll be the first link in the bio, so definitely be sure to take advantage of that. Once again, we have four spots available for this, and we cannot wait to help you out. Now we're going to go ahead and jump into our mailbag where we answer your questions, and we have some phenomenal questions this week that we're really excited about, so let's jump right into it. Number one is I'm new to the gym and having trouble knowing what to do and what not to do. Do you have any tips as a beginner to avoid getting in people's way? Yeah, so the gyms are obviously significantly busier still. And if I were to just sum up my main tip in a nutshell, I have like a bunch of different ones. But what I will say is respect the space and realize that you're not the only person there. And it's just so common, even ourselves, we're training in Fort Lauderdale in Florida, and it's just, it's mayhem, it's pretty crazy. We're going to the gym right after this, and I know it's gonna be hectic. And 
it's just, you're not the only person there. And I see so many people, not necessarily here, but just in general, kind of just running around as if like, it's like, they just feel like it's just them there. Excessive grunting, um, getting in people's way. Like for me personally, one of my favorite things, and I've been in the gym for over 10 years, same with Josh, is I'm always trying to be aware of my surroundings. What's going on? It's kind of like driving. I always know at all times what, what this person's doing here, what that person's doing behind me, what someone else is doing here. And if you're someone that just kind of walks all over and you know someone's doing a preacher curl and you're just standing right in front of them right where they're like doing it or someone's squatting and you happen to get like super close like you just want to really respect the space and realize that there's other things going on there and there's a couple other things that I would go into this main category here as well is like don't take up all the equipment I think it's so common for a lot of people like you know who super set five different things and you run over and they're using a, a machine and you try to use a machine and they're like oh that's on that's I'm using that that's all me and stuff like that so you really just want to basically once again avoid doing stuff like that and you'll honestly be totally cool the last thing I will say is that it never hurts to ask if someone's using something if I'm standing by the cable so many times um, people will say hey you using that lap pull down just making sure it's all good I just think it's a really respectful thing and honestly I feel like if you respect everyone there you treat everyone with respect and you just navigate and, and just, you're not kind of just going all over the place. I think that's totally cool. And I think that's honestly one of the biggest things that I would say is just respect the space and you'll be good to go. Yeah. Kyle nailed it. It's just about being considerate. We're all in there. We're all balancing our different goals, desires, and uh, expertise levels in that one gym. And as long as you're just thinking of other people as you would yourself, if you finish doing a heavy leg press, you got eight plates on the machine, don't just high five your buddy and then walk away from it. Take those off because you're going to put someone in an uncomfortable situation. Maybe a beginner is going to come in there and they're going to be like, I can't do this. I have to unload all this weight. And you're going to demotivate them from their workout. Just the same. If you're sick, you know, make sure you're wiping things down. If you're not sick, make sure you're wiping things down. Put the machine away, like use it how you want to use it, then fully take everything off and reset it so the next person can enjoy it. Once again, don't take up like six machines. That's probably the one thing that drives me the most nuts. It's cool if you're doing a superset or something. And even just once again, by thinking and being considerate, it'd be totally fine. I'll do supersets from time to time. I'll use two machines. I'll use both of the cables. If the gym's super busy, someone comes over and goes, hey, you're using both. I'll say no problem. I'll take that off and I'll just do my superset by taking off both my attachments and resetting. Because once again, the gym's not just there for me. I need to share with everyone. And just the same, don't be too shy. If you're a smaller person, you're getting into strength training. Maybe you're a girl who's out there crushing it, benching like 10 on each side, 65 pounds. And you see me coming over wanting to use the bench. You have just as much right to that bench. I can wait. I don't need to be on there because I'm quote unquote stronger. Everyone starts somewhere and everyone has a right to the equipment. As long as it's being used properly, just don't be that person taking key equipment like bench presses to do things like crunches. Like it just all comes down to being a considerate person, understanding everyone has to share. Everyone's in there to better themselves and get results, smile at people and don't overthink it. You're not going to be in no one's way. No one's going to be staring at you. It's just you versus you in there. Everyone's so focused about how they look how their form is, their strength, their music. No one's looking at you as much as you think they are. The person that's most worried about how you look is yourself. Yeah, and even just, that was super well said. I just thought of a couple other things that, yeah, like I always try to pay attention even as I knew that this question was gonna be here. I'm like, oh, what's what's a small little thing that 
it's above all, it's not about judgment. It's about helping you feel your absolute best. And if you're able to walk around the gym with your chest up, with confidence, with knowing that you're doing the right stuff, you're using the equipment properly, that's another thing is just make sure to use the equipment for the most part what it's for. If someone's trying to get a chest press and we were making a joke the other day, Josh was like, oh, you could do glutes on this thing. And there's people who will do stuff like that. And it can be pretty frustrating when you're trying to get access to this thing and someone's using it not really what it for what it's for but one of my biggest pet peeves if there is one is just standing in front of the dumbbell rack and doing everything at the dumbbell rack the dumbbell rack is for grabbing your weights and putting it back and that's really it but a lot of times people will just be standing right there right in front of the mirror checking themselves out grab the weights and go to where you need to go back up do it on the bench do what you need to do i always take a step back but i'm never standing right there and a lot of people will be doing bent over rows and doing shrugs and just like standing in, in people's way and it's so frustrating we made a funny reel in the past of just like you know knocking someone over as a joke and uh that's just something to be mindful of but even one other thing as a beginner feel free to ask someone if you can work in if you some if you say hey you're using this and someone's doing a tricep push down and that's what you have next like people rest for anywhere between 45 seconds to a minute and a half or maybe four minutes if they're on their phone a ton but i would say absolutely no problem you just have to make a change obviously it depends if you're using a bench press and you're doing three plates and someone's going to be doing under a plate it wouldn't make as much sense but hey just like build up that confidence to just talk to people in the gym say hey what's up hey you're crushing it you know and just get to know them and you're going to be able to navigate no problem and you're going to crush it so that's just the last thing i had to say for this question yeah and the best way to learn what to do and not to do is just to get in there you know trial and error there's nothing wrong if you make a mistake you'll learn from it you'll adjust how you act and what you do every gym is completely different and has different vibes i i'm traveling i love going to different gyms i was in a gym in london everyone kept their weights on the machine and it's just like not who i am and i'm like I'm not souping down to that. I kept taking my weights off. I'd take it off for other people because to me, it's just about being considerate and making the gym a conductive and positive place for everyone to grow, smiling at people. And yeah, just get in there, learn. And before you know it, you'll be a pro. Into the second question, which is how can I build big glutes and get rid of my pancake butt? What are your tips, Kyle? Yeah, so this is a very, very common question we're getting asked uh, right now. And there's so many different mistakes that I see, but we'll jump into that after. I just think the biggest thing is going to come down to your training protocol, the, um, the the right exercises that you have to be doing. And I think it's so often that people just go in, they swing their legs, they're using a booty band, they're doing it at home, and they're like, why aren't my glutes growing? But at the end of the day, you just have to be doing the right movements. And for us, like the right movements, it depends on the situation. And once again, there's so many different things that we need to look at. Someone's past training history. If you're someone that was was doing you were doing zero leg days and you know we're gonna have to bump you up like it's very situational based off where you're at in terms of the leg days that we're gonna incorporate um, the movements that we're gonna incorporate your comfort levels and everything like that but with all that being said there are so many incredible movements and what I want to say before I actually give you some of the movements is you have to be training heavy it's so common that someone will get on a hip thrust machine and put 10 pounds on each side and that's not to say that that's not great but at the end of the day you have to keep progressing you have to get to that next level and a lot of times people who build their glutes are the ones who are training heavy who are the ones who are training closer till failure you're not leaving 10 reps left in the tank I think that's so often for a lot of people to use a booty band to just kind of burn out the muscle which is cool but at the end of the day you have to do like 20 30 40 reps which isn't going to do a whole lot for you and then also to just leave the movement with five to ten reps left in the tank and wonder why you're not progressing so 
barbell hip thrusts, um, glute bridges, uh, heavy, of course, uh, doing some heavy squats in some way, shape, or form. So starting it off, if you were to look at it, there's different ways you have to do a thrust or a bridge. So this honestly is one of the most incredible ways you see so many people doing hip thrusts and glute bridges in the gym. To me personally, this is one of the best ways. Doing it heavy, you, there's so many different vari variations. You can do it with a dumbbell, you can do single leg, you can use the machine, which is super awesome, which we've been using lately. You can set it up with a barbell and then doing some sort of squat and lunge variation. So this could be the barbell squat, the hack squat, Bulgarian split squats are probably one of the greatest ones to help you build your glutes. Even lunges target the glutes very nicely as well. Some sort of hinging and pulling motion. So this will be like a deadlift um, of some way, shape or form. We've been really liking the hex bar deadlifts, but I think a lot of people overlook these types of things, the squats, the deadlifts, everything like that, because they just think if they do kickbacks and glute pull throughs and everything like that, those are awesome accessories. But at the end of the day, the bulk of the training needs to be the heavier, the higher quality movements, the things that are going to give you better bang for your buck, the things that aren't going to just target glutes, but target everything else that's going to help you build the entire lower body, right? It's not just about the glutes. It's about everything else and training super heavy within that. And then some sort of abduction movement. So we like to use just one of the machines or you can do some side lane, um, you know, uh, abduction uh, exercise as well. You can do clamshells. These are more of like an accessory type thing. Um, also glute kickbacks are good if you do use some weight. Once again, a lot of people just swing their leg back and forth. They'll use no weight at all. And yeah, just above all, it's going to come from exercise selection, doing the right movements over and over again, progressing within it, even training frequency. So many people just do a couple movements a week, do it one time a week and be like, oh, why aren't my glutes growing? But at the end of the day, with our training protocols, we fully structure it based off of getting you progressing, periodized routine, periodized exercises, getting to that next level, helping you build that overload that's going to help you get there. And that's going to be one of the biggest tools to help you uh, with success for building your glutes. Yeah, being in a great routine where you have good frequency, you don't want to be doing it every day, but you definitely want to be doing it more. If you want to build big glutes, one of my biggest tips is hitting them three times a week, adding in more legs, especially if that's your focus. I actually do this for a lot of my female clients. Three times a week is an awesome way to build an amazing base, build a lot of strength, and really just have a confident foundation for your body. I do truly believe the body wants to be symmetrical though, uh, and a lot of guys in particular overlook their leg development, and I do truly believe it's stunting their upper body growth. So adding more of it in, and especially for men, I know one leg day is like the standard, if even maybe one a month. If you can go to two leg days, you can see fantastic development on your legs and your glutes. And as Kyle mentioned, periodization is a key thing. So having daily underlying periodization, being able to take advantage of these different movements, and they're similar, I guess, brothers and sisters, if you will. You could do a hip thrust. You could do a single leg dumbbell hip thrust. You could do a hip thrust machine or a barbell hip thrust. They all have their specific benefits, and you want to make sure you're taking advantage of them. However, you want to make sure you're in that structured routine and that's where being in a routine that is periodized is such an advantage and that's something we take care of as your coaches and another thing we take care of as your coaches for glute development is actually putting on muscle and one of the best ways to put on muscle is to be in a slight bulk so not a heavy bulk even like a lean bulk by having a few more calories, being on top of your nutrition, especially if you're someone who doesn't eat much, you're going to put yourself in a position to put on more muscle. By upping your protein, by being aware of your nutrition, you can build bigger glutes faster. So Kyle popped off for this question. This was a great answer. And we do have four spots available for our glute gain special promo. So once again, if you're looking to tighten up that waist, increase, increase your glute strength and size into 2023, we're really excited to help four of you do just that. Now into our last question 
question of the day. You've been in the fitness industry for 10 plus years. How has it shifted? What's improved and what's gotten worse about it? And this question really rang close to home. And it's funny, after we received it, we started watching some old videos. There was this old video we used to love. It's called like Frank Ying, 10,000 calories a day, bulking motivation or something. It's a really weird video and he edits it really in a funky way, but it was really reminiscent for me of early like 2010, 2012, like 2010 to 2015, about in there, YouTube. And that's kind of when I got into watching YouTube, got into fitness. There was like Mike Chang, Omar Yusuf, Scott Herman, all the OGs in there, which is really, really cool. And it was this really fun time because it was super bro-y. Like there was a good mixture of people learning, but a ton of bro information, people going out there hitting crazy lifts, just showing what they could do. It was really early stages and it was a ton of fun. And there was a lot of benefits to that. It was very motivational. Everything was so exciting and new. All these people had all these crazy tips, whereas now it's super commonplace to see maybe a hundred tips a day on TikTok and you can almost be overwhelmed with it. Whereas there, I remember scouring looking for new info. The problem with that and where it got kind of corrected is it was a lot of it was broy and a lot of it was wrong. And then you kind of got this 2015 to 2019, maybe to now, I think we're kind of reverting away from it again, but the evidence-based community, everything had to link back to a study. It had to be evidence-based or it made no sense. And this was great because it trimmed a lot of the fat in the sense of things just being wrong and bro science and things that were dangerous or just outright stupid. But at the same time too, it polished it almost a little bit too much and it removed some of the emphasis to work hard, to lift heavy, to eat tons of great food. And it, it kind of just became super, like you kind of got more towards the, what's the minimum amount of thing I can do to get good results, but not crazy results. Whereas before it was all about like, let's get these crazy, insane results. And that's why even us, our YouTube channel was Class Fitness. We want to be huge, we want to be massive. And that shifts so much. Now it's about being fit, healthy, and happy for me. And things do shift and they do have their drawbacks. But as I mentioned, with that science-based community, people seemed like they had less capacity to work hard. They were less willing to try new things. And science gets updated. For a while, volume was kind of being thrown against, thrown away. They're like, you know, don't do too much volume. Be careful. Don't train too hard. And now more science is coming out saying, actually, do as much volume as your body can take. You'll see more results as long as you can recover from it. And it's interesting to see how things shift. And even for me and Kyle being in the industry this whole time, it's been really unique seeing that change. And now I'd say we're in the TikTok fitness era, which is such a good mixture. It's such a good mixture of people training hard, doing silly things, kind of bringing you back to that early YouTube. And it's also a great mixture of people saying, hey, this is wrong. This is right. Here's the science. Why? So there's a lot of positives with that. I'd say more than ever, especially girls. I see girls in the gym crushing it good form, good intention, amazing plans. Like when I started, you'd only see a few girls in the gym, usually on the treadmills. You know, people would always say, oh, lifting's bad for you. You're going to get too muscular. You're going to get too big. And I'm really happy that's being thrown away. And it's awesome seeing it get close to that 50-50 mark of people getting in the gym, getting after, getting fit, healthy, and happy, and seeing how good people's form has become. You say a lot less crazy things than you did maybe 10 years ago when we started. And that's because there's so much great info out there. But there's also information overwhelm. And the biggest negative I say of all like this is one thing I'm really passionate about is how much of it is just made to market and sell things mm -hmm. to you so you get this good mixture of incredible advice but a lot of it is like hey you know you need to eat a really healthy breakfast because you're gonna gain a bunch of muscle this and that but you need to have this supplement it by this company and that's today's sponsor or this specific xyz whatever it is like there's just so much of it around is made around to sell you stuff and when you get that you get a lot of things that 
we don't agree with like scammy supplements and quick fixes. And you're starting to see more of that again too, which kind of went away in that 2015 to 2019 time. So it's just really interesting seeing how it shifts and it continues to evolve or de-evolve if you will. And it's just been fun to be through all the cycles of that. Yeah, like looking back, we've had so many different waves where we were obviously uploading on YouTube a ton and that was our thing. And I just remember I spent years watching every single one of those guys. And it is interesting, even like as the years have gone on, it's gone from longer form videos to now like we need something within like five seconds, even just the way that the TikToks, the shorts, the the reels, like everything else is out. It's just like everyone wants something like quick, like a quick tip. And there's, I think, a lot of definitely amazing benefits because there's so many great places to look for information. But at the same time, you really do have to be careful because majority of the time someone is trying to put out content that just is going to get a ton of likes, a ton of views, and a ton of shares, right? If I were to just share something like my top tips for a deadlift versus like my quick fix to burn belly fat in whatever amount of time or like just something that's kind of weird and scammy or whatever, like what's going to get more shares? Like people, even though a deadlift is so incredible and has so many benefits and all this other stuff, like people are just looking for that new and exciting and crazy thing. And I think even just attention span wise, like it is different because like YouTube, I'd sit there and watch 15, 20 minute videos. And I feel like now it's just come to the point where it's like you have 15 to 20 seconds and that's where your tips going to come from and it's it's hard to learn just the proper info from that right that's why i love the podcast and i love every single one of you for staying tuned and having that attention span and just like consistently listening to this because our goal is to just like share so much more information and even like as i'm thinking of us talking about the struggles at the start of this podcast you guys get to hear it but it's very hard to just go on instagram and just like share those day-to-day things of like man filming this is going to be tough filming this is going to be challenging like we want to be sharing like quick snippets and stuff and like every platform is so different and so interesting so i took a bit of a different twist there but that's what I do love is like I love this long form stuff because it allows us to show who we are it allows us now we're looking at you face to face on this video and stuff and it's it's different than just like putting together like a lot of people in in the fitness industry who aren't great at editing stuff, they started to get mad because they're like, man, I have so much great knowledge. I have so much like people aren't reading articles as much. I know Josh loves them. He's a, he's a different breed, um, which is awesome. That's why he learns so much. But a lot of people aren't sitting there to read an article. They're just like wanting this quick, cool edited video. And I think even looking back, like Christian Guzman and all those guys had a bit of a different approach in fitness. And that's what really took a turn on YouTube as I reflect, because all it was, it wasn't about just anything strength related. It wasn't about physique related. Yes, they had that, but majority of it shifted to like vlogging to showing your cool thing your cool supplement your cool brands and all this other stuff and it definitely has taken a big twist but I think the most important thing is that you're focused on the fundamentals there will be always fun ways to show these types of things but if you're consistently showing up with your nutrition your strength training and taking in the right info and not just focusing on who has the most amount of abundance of something or anything like that it's like there you just really have to be careful with who you're paying attention to but that was my small little rant for today So thank you everyone for tuning in. If you made it to this point in the video and you are watching us on video, I want you to comment down below, yeah, buddy, so we know you made it and you're a real one. Don't tell other people why there's so many yeah buddies down below, but if you've made it this far, we'd love to hear from you. Also now, if you're checking us on YouTube, you can leave a comment, which is absolutely awesome. So this is a great way to go about watching us. Once again, the YouTube video is linked, second link in the description down below. Definitely be sure to check that out, subscribe, show us some love. If you're here selling audio, we love you just as much. If you can leave a review, that does mean the world. And we really hope you enjoyed today's episode, the new equipment, and all the incredible things coming the new year. We're going to continue to work the format of the podcast, make it better and better, because if you're not growing, you're dying, and we're definitely growing. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We'll see you in the next one. Peace out.